For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citro, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. Now, in this week's show, we're going to be looking at the upcoming NFL Draft. We're going to be showcasing some of the options that the San Francisco 49ers have with the 13th pick in the first round. But before we get started with any of those prospects, a couple of words from our sponsors. Style is changing, formal wear is out, and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my personal favorites based in Los Angeles and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The t-shirts are extremely soft, they hold up in the wash, and they are incredibly versatile. You can wear them out, you can wear them to work out in, you could also wear them inside the house, which is something all of us are going to get accustomed to over the next couple of weeks. And the best part is that they are incredibly cheap. Uh, it's only $15, and now you can get them for even cheaper. Uh, if you go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, you will get 20% off. That's B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com for 20% off of your purchase. So before we actually get in to the prospects, we're going to do a brief recap on the 49ers draft picks in the upcoming draft, as well as some of their immediate draft needs. I covered this briefly last week when we went through the offseason summary with all the moves that the 49ers ended up making up to this point. But just to recap, the 49ers have two picks in the first round. They have the 13th pick that they acquired from Indianapolis after trading DeForest Buckner, and they also have the 31st pick in the draft after finishing runner-up in the season by losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. However, the issue the 49ers have is that they have no picks in the second, third, and fourth rounds as they go straight from two first-rounders to two-fifths, a sixth, and two-sevenths. So that is definitely a sign that the 49ers will most likely end up trading the 31st pick to potentially get a second and third pick for compensation. Uh, but in terms of immediate draft needs for the 49ers, there are two that j- immediately jump off the page. Uh, one of them I just alluded to at defensive tackle after they traded DeForest Buckner during the offseason. And the second one is going to be at the wide receiver position after Emmanuel Sanders ended up leaving. He performed well with the 49ers, but the 49ers ended up deciding not to pay him a decent contract as he hit the market during free agency, and he ended up signing elsewhere. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in. And we're going to start with the first prospect that I think the 49ers should consider targeting, and it will be defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. I mentioned it before, San Francisco now is a massive hole at the defensive tackle spot as they ended up shipping Buckner to get this pick. So it could potentially fill that void by drafting a cheaper replacement in Kinwa as he will have a rookie contract for a couple of years. Now with Buckner's absence, that could open the door for potentially bigger role for Solomon Thomas, who has underachieved ever since he was drafted by the 49ers. However, I feel like they got their worth from Thomas already after they were able to acquire more picks by trading down with the Bears as the Bears ended up trading up to take Trubisky. Still, I think one of the dumbest trades I've seen uh, in the last couple of years 
by the Bears on that one. But either or, uh, if Thomas is able to uh, pick it up, then he could potentially fill that void. But it would not surprise me to see the 49ers go deep tackle just to at least uh, fire up some depth on uh, on the interior to try to help the 49ers with their run game along with their pass rushing ability on the inside. Now, of course, he won't be able to produce as much as Buckner did pretty much no one will. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. But you're hoping that the 49ers can potentially minimize the drop-off in production by bringing maybe a couple of guys and rotating. And I think Kinwell would be a nice way to start that uh, filling that void. But to give a brief summary on Kinwell, he's currently the second-rated defensive tackle in the entire draft class behind Derek Brown out of Auburn. Derek Brown's pretty much a lock to go in the top 10, according to pretty much all mock drafts and projections. So Brown should be off the board. However, if Brown is still available at the 13th spot, I think the 49ers should definitely take Brown over Kinlaw. Brown is the better player. Uh, he's been an elite-level prospect for ever since he came out of high school, and he dominated at times at Auburn. Occasionally lacked some uh, consistent production due to some work ethic concerns. But as a whole, Brown is definitely the better prospect, and I'm assuming he will be off the board at this point in time. But Kinlaw is definitely not that far behind, second-rated in the class. Last season, he had 35 tackles and 6 sacks with the Gamecocks in 12 games. He's six foot five and 324 pounds, so he does have the ability and the length to be a huge disruptor on the inside. However, he did not run the 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine, so there are some question marks regarding his speed. I'm sure the scouts would have been impressed regardless, but there is no official number value there because of the fact that the, he didn't run at the Combine and practically all pro days have been canceled. So there isn't currently no uh, figure available for his 40-yard dash. But as a whole, uh, I don't think there's really anything to worry about. He still looks like a very solid prospect. And according to some experts in uh, just analyzing prospects in some mock drafts, he has drawn some comparisons to longtime defensive tackle Michael Brockers, who 49ers fans should be familiar with as he ended up spending a decent portion of his career on the Rams. And Brockers is a very solid defensive tackle, was in the league for a while. So if Kinlaw can even live up to that uh, comparison, then that means he will be a starting defensive tackle for a long period of time in the NFL, which is definitely something that the 49ers could use after they lost one of the best defensive linemen that they had on the roster last season. Now, the second prospect they go into is based on the second need that the 49ers have, which is the wide receiver position. And there are a couple of wide receivers that they will be potentially targeting. However, since the 49ers are currently at 13, and the Jets and the Raiders before them also need wide receivers, uh, it is possible that they will just take the whichever receiver is left. But there are three that are potentially linked to the 49ers, and it could just be process of elimination determining who they will draft. But for the sake of it, I will be analyzing all three, and I will be starting out with wide receiver Jerry Judy, who it's kind of tough to determine who is number one on most of the power rankings because it pretty much seems that him and CeeDee Lamb are flip-flopped on pretty much all mock drafts and rankings. So for the sake of this, I'll call Judy 1A, and I'll call Lamb 1B, uh, it seems like both of them are pretty much neck and neck for who will get drafted first, but it appears a given that they will be the first two receivers drafted in uh, the late April. But 49ers end up losing Emmanuel Sanders. I said before, they're going to be looking for a replacement. In 2018, Jerry Judy was fantastic as he had 68 receptions for 1,315 receiving yards, along with 14 receiving touchdowns in 15 games. 
And in 2019, he had 77 receptions, so he had nine more receptions. However, he had 1,163 yards, which is roughly 150 less than he had the season prior. And he also had 10 touchdowns. However, for the yard yard drop-off, it is worth mentioning that he did play two fewer games in 2019 as opposed to 2018. And part of that's because of the fact that Alabama actually did not make the college football playoff in 2019 when they did in 2018. So that is something that is worth mentioning. Um, other than that, though, uh, he's pretty much a lock to go in the top 12, for the most part, top 13. I personally don't think he will be there for the 49ers pick, but there is a slight chance that he will be, so I have been mentioning him, but I expect the Raiders or the Jets to take him with either the 11th or the 12th pick, respectively. Um, in terms of his measurables, he did run a 4.45 40-yard dash, and he also has a 35-inch vertical, according to the Combine. He's also six foot one, and he is 193 pounds. So I would say that he is not exactly a get-up, uh, go-up-and-get-it kind of guy, like a Julio Jones, so to speak, but he does have the ability with his route running to potentially at least try to, on, as a ceiling, be an Antonio Brown type guy where he has the ability to create separation with his elite footwork and his pretty solid hands. And based on that, according to Todd McShay, who, as everybody knows, is one of the most well-known uh, prospect analyzers alongside with Mel Kuyper, according to Todd McShay, Judy is the best route runner of any prospect that he has ever analyzed, which is one of the highest compliments that anyone can give especially with somebody of McShay's stature. Now, of course, with all of these quote-unquote experts, they're all just speculating on who um, teams will draft and how good these prospects will be. But when McShay has been analyzing prospects for this long, and he says that Judy's the best route runner of anyone he's ever come in contact with, that is definitely of the highest praise. And I think that for that reason, Judy will most likely be gone by the 13th spot. But if he is still on the board, I definitely expect the 49ers to jump on him and to turn him into a potential offensive rookie of the year candidate as he will become the new deep threat on this active roster. But before we get into the other two prospects, quick word from our sponsor. While you're waiting this one out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of ways to place wagers, including their online casino with poker and blackjack, which I personally use. I've been a member of the black of the BetOnline poker community for at least a year, and I pretty much enter tournaments all the time, whether it's satellites, main events, anything like that. They have a ton of options with thousands of players, and I think that it has one of the best poker softwares of any book in the entire country. Uh, but if, but uh, if sports aren't total, sports aren't totally done, there are still some other options. You have mixed martial arts, you have American Idol, you have the presidential elections, you have the spelling bee, and I mentioned before, you have their $750,000 poker series. There's still a lot of fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. Now going in to the other, pros uh, other prospects the 49ers could end up drafting, I alluded to him before, but it will be wide receiver C.D. Lamb, who is neck and neck with Judy for the number one receiver spot. There is still a chance that the New York Jets could end up taking an offensive lineman and the Raiders could potentially go elsewhere. So based on that, if one of those two teams end up deciding to go in a different direction that does not include drafting a wide receiver, then at least Judy or Lamb will be available for the 49ers. And I think the 49ers will draft them pretty much as a no-brainer. But recapping C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma, in 2018, he had 65 receptions for 1,158 receiving yards. 
along with 11 receiving touchdowns in 14 games. And last season, he had 62 receptions for 1,327 receiving yards, with 14 receiving touchdowns in 14 games. A lot of that to do with the welcoming of Jalen Hurts to the program, and he definitely lit it up for the majority of the season. He was a Heisman Trophy candidate for the first two-thirds of the season before things kind of went off the rails a little bit. But Lamb definitely benefited from having a capable quarterback in the pocket, and Lamb is expected to become a serious weapon in the NFL, especially standing at six foot two and 198 pounds. He does have the ability to become an elite deep threat receiver, and with the 49ers and their ability to move the chains on the ground and even in the short passing game with Kittle and with Samuel definitely would make a lot of sense for them to take Lamb, who has the ability to hit a home run anytime he touches the ball. So uh, with all that being said, I'm going to give a brief recap of his measurables and his performance at the Combine. So he's six foot two, hundred ninety eight, as I just said, uh, in terms of pounds. Uh, he did run a 4.5 40-yard dash, and he does have a 34.5-inch vertical. So he ran a little bit slow. Uh, he ran a little bit slower than Judy, and he also has a half-inch uh, vertical disadvantage when it comes to Judy. But Lamb still has an inch in height, and he also weighs a bit more, so he might be able to uh, win a couple more battles at the line of scrimmage when dealing with some physical corners. But based on my opinion about Lamb, I actually had him on my college football fantasy team uh, before. You have to think about that. That actually is a thing. There is college football fantasy, and I did it. I had a lamb on my team, and even though he did put up a lot of flashy numbers, I do think that he's a bit overrated, if I'm just giving my honest opinion about him. As good as he is, he was in the Big 12, and the Big 12, as everyone knows, has some of the worst defenses imaginable out of all the Power 5 conferences. Plus, Lamb, even though he had 62 receptions, which is still pretty solid, there were a couple of games where he went off and a couple of games where he didn't really do anything. Now, some of that has to do with game planning, and some teams did whatever they could to take him out of the equation. But I kind of wanted to see more consistent production from Lamb. He had a couple of games where he had eight or nine catches, and then he had a couple of games where he had two or three catches, and you kind of wanted to see a bit more out of him. But... Uh, I still think he'll be a pretty good receiver. I personally think Judy's a better prospect than Lamb. But overall, uh, Lamb also had a little bit of an injury issue last season. So that is something to monitor. But it didn't seem to be anything serious. And he has been pretty healthy over the course of the majority of his college career. So that does appear to be a minor concern. But for me, I personally think Judy is the better receiver. And I think that Lamb will be pretty good in the NFL. But I think the 49ers would be better off taking Judy instead of him. Just my personal opinion. And now the other wide receiver that is worth mentioning here in the upcoming uh, potential uh, 13th pick for the 49ers is going to be wide receiver Henry D uh, Ruggs III, who was Judy's teammate at Alabama last season. In 2018, he had 46 receptions for 741 receiving yards with 11 receiving touchdowns in 14 games. And last season, he had 40 receptions for 746 receiving yards and seven touchdowns in 12 games. So once again, he played two fewer games last season, so that could explain why he had six fewer receptions and he had four less touchdowns. But he did have more receiving yards, so he does have a lot of big playability. Definitely the biggest wild card when it comes to the top-level receivers in this upcoming draft class because of his ability to pretty much break any single play for a touchdown. I expect him to do a little bit more in special teams in the NFL as he has the ability to take any any um, ball 
to the crib whenever he has it in his hands. The one issue, though, that I do have with Ruggs, he's clearly the number three receiver by Lamb and Judy just based on upside. But I'm a bit concerned with his route running. If you actually paid attention to him in college, even though he had a ton of touchdowns, he had 18 touchdowns in his last 26 games, he doesn't really have much of a variety when it comes to routes. He's pretty much a deep threat only. Doesn't really do much underneath. Doesn't really do much in terms of out routes or slants over the middle. He mostly is just a go-route guy. In terms of production, kind of reminds me of DK, Met- of DK Metcalf last season. Now, build-wise, Metcalf is significantly bigger uh, based on height and just muscle in general. But based on production, both of them seem to have a bit of an issue, at least according to uh, analysts going into the draft, that they are kind of a one-trick pony, that they mostly do go-routes and don't really do anything else. And yet Metcalf still turned out to be a very solid selection for the Seahawks. And he also performed really well in the first-round game against the Eagles, where he ended up setting the record for the most receiving yards by any rookie in NFL playoff history. So based on that, I still think Ruggs uh, is definitely a must-draft guy if he is available at 13, assuming that both Judy and Lamb are off the board. But Ruggs is 5'11", 188 pounds, but if you look at his numbers, he put up arguably the most impressive combine numbers of any prospect. He ran a 4.27 40-yard dash, which was the fastest in the entire combine, and he also had a whopping 42-inch vertical, which was 7 inches higher than Judy and and 7.5 inches higher than Lamb. So needless to say, he is a phenomenal athlete, but if you need any more proof of that, there was a bit of a highlight tape of moving around on Twitter, which showcased his basketball skills in high school, and he has hops. There's no real way to describe it other than the fact that he throws dunks down with a Westbrook type of ferocity. He looked like one of the best athletes on the entire court. And even though he ended up going through a path of football instead of basketball, if just watch the tape and you'll see exactly why his athleticism blows everyone out of the water. He can easily go onto any team he wants and be the most athletic player on the team. And I think that Ruggs, assuming he can work a little bit on his route running, uh, he should be able to turn into a home run type of threat, kind of like a Deshaun Jackson, where he has the ability to burn people deep and to take any ball to the crib, whether it's a screen pass, whether it's a slant, whether it's a go pattern. So based on that home run ability, there's definitely something the 49ers needed in the past game last season. And with Kittle underneath and Samuel underneath as well, it could lead to a ton of one-on-one situations for Ruggs, which should lead to a lot of potential deep passes by Garoppolo. And whether that leads to some deep completions, some touchdowns, or even some passing interference penalties on the defense, that should definitely make the 49ers a lot um, more versatile with their offensive game planning because of their ability to take the top off the defense with the play-action game. So that is definitely something that is worth mentioning. So before we wrap up this video, I'm going to just briefly run through the four uh, prospects once again. First prospect I mentioned was defensive tackle uh, Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Definitely has the ability to fill in uh, at least some of Buckner's shoes with with, with his athleticism. Next, you have wide receiver Jerry Judy, who I personally think is the number one receiver in the upcoming class out of Alabama. Then you also have wide receiver C.D. Lamb, who's currently number two out of Oklahoma, who I think will be pretty good, but I do think he is a little bit overrated. And lastly, you have wide receiver Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama, who is a little bit more of a wild card, but he does have the ability to become a serious game changer 
assuming his physical gifts translate well into the NFL. Now, some of you might be wondering, what about the 31st pick? They also have the 31st pick in addition to the 13th pick, but I mentioned that last week. I still think the 49ers will end up trading that 31st pick for a second and a third, and for that reason, I'm not really going to cover the options. I'll do that next week, uh, assuming that they don't trade the pick. By then, I will end up doing a video next week for who they can take with the 31st pick, but I still think it's kind of a moot point because I expect uh, John Lynch and the front office to end up shipping that pick for future assets. But either or, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available available in your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. But that's going to do it with this installment of Betting Bay Area here for Thursday, April 2nd. Good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.